Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Spiritual Impact. I'm Senior Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center, along with Associate Pastor Steve Rose. And we're so happy that you could join us today. Pastor Steve, as always, we'll be getting into God's Word, and it's good. Yes, it is. I always enjoy this time when we sit around the table and talk about God's Word because it's something to be put inside of us that's engrafted, and it'll change our lives today. Oh, yeah. And we'll take a quick moment, though, and tell you that all the fine congregation of Abundant Life Worship Center just uh, wanted us to say thank Thank you for all your support and uh, keep praying for us. And uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our good, fine people. But we want to send a big shout out to Abundant Life Worship Center congregation and invite you to come be a, a part of a service. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But Pastor Steve, what do you got in the Word today? Well, I was reading this past week and I found a heavenly acronym. Now, if you're like me, first of all, if you're asking what's an acronym, <laughs> okay. so that's probably what we need to explain first. But when I looked at the acronym, I looked up the actual definition. It says, an abbreviation formed by using the first letters of other words, and you put them together to form another word. Yep. And you say, well, we never heard of those. Well, you actually have. If you heard of the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI is an acronym. So I was looking the other day, and I was in Matthew chapter 7, but when I, I was looking here, I asked myself two questions about this. First of all, is this acronym a prayer formula? And the second thing I asked myself, who does the promise belong to? And I think you'll find some good stuff here as we get into the Word of God. But this is in Matthew chapter 7, and this is in red, so this is what the Lord was telling us. But he says, and you, you're probably going to, when I start off, people are probably going to know, I, hey, I've read that before. Yeah. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So you know what the acronym is? Ask. A-S-K. And first of all, when I got into that, in verse 8, it tells you who it belongs to right here. Now, For only you would find that. See, I know that's, that's good. Cool. That's like very that. good. I like it. Says, Ask, seek, and knock. And it says, for everyone, <laughs> I, that's, I, that includes me right there. It includes you. It includes everybody that's watching us. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And to he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. But when I was looking at that right here, first of all, it says, ask. How do we ask God for the things that we need? And I think some things that we're guilty of is a lot of times we just go, Lord, give me guidance. Lord, give me strength. Lord, <laughs> give me direction. And, and those are the things. But you know, I think, you know, when Jesus went to Lazarus' tomb, He didn't go, Lord, bless us. He says, Lazarus, come forth. Spoke with authority. And see, that's it. And you know, when we go to the Lord to ask about things, I think we really need to be specific in the things that we're asking for. Uh, well, He tells us to. Mm-hmm. Ask what you will, and that doesn't mean asking for our will. It's asking what is, letting him know what's on your heart, mm -hmm. bringing your petition before him. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the word says a lot of times, it says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires in thine heart. Now, a lot of people take that and they say, Well, if you delight yourself in the Lord, then whatever your heart desires, then you can have it. That's not no. what that verse says right there. What that verse is saying right there is, says, you know, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, it says the Lord will put His desires into mm -hmm. us. Then when we pray, what are we doing? We're praying according to the will of God. And when you think about God's 
prayer plan, we go to God the Father. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray according to the Word of God. And who's our mediator? Jesus. Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father. I'm going to tell you what a prayer plan that is right there. But he says, you know, when we go, he says we should ask. And again, I think we should be very specific in what we ask for. So when you ask somebody to pray for you, a lot of times people come and say, well, you pray for this and you pray. And a lot of times what I'll do right then, I pray for them then. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to tell somebody, you know, I'll pray for you and then forget. Because we get busy sometimes and that's what happens. But, you know, we really need to pray for people right then. We need to be specific in the things in which we're asking for. I've surprised some people. They'll meet them in a a store or something and they'll say, I want you to pray. Well, guess what? I'll pray right then. Uh Uh-huh. I remember being in a grocery store one time praying for somebody like that. They come to me. I look down the aisle and this lady goes... (laughs) (laughs) And you see, that's a lot of times when we're doing these things for the Lord. You may be praying for this person right here, but you know what? Maybe somebody else that's getting this too. And that's the whole thing. That's the wonderful thing of God. But you know, he says that when he gives you a word to speak and something to do, he said, speak it because he says it will accomplish the task whereunto I've sent it. And I tell you, that's something so wonderful about them. But let me ask the people, I mean, when we're talking here with our friends and partners, when we've been asking, and we be honest with ourselves, we've really been asking specifically for those things that we need. You know, we're looking for a permanent church site. You know, we don't just pray, Lord, just guide us. I, I, I pray, Lord, we need. We want that promised land that you've got for us, what you consider your land of Canaan for us. You know, I've, uh, we used to pray like this, God show us, but I begin to pray, God lead us. Mm-hmm. Lead us where you want us to be. Because mm-hmm. if He shows me, I may, I may take some shortcuts trying to get there. Mm-hmm. But if I'm praying, Father, lead me, mm-hmm. guide me, direct me, I am following Him. Mm-hmm. And when I'm following Him, then that's when all those promises become yea and amen. But when I'm trying to go every which direction, that's why the, uh, the children of Israel ended up going around the mountain for 40 years. It was about an 11-day journey. And, and in my mind, I try to fathom, how could that even be possible that an 11-day journey took 40 years? It's because their focus was, was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And again, that unbelief right there. See, when you send the spies in, they come back. Most of them bring in a bad report. <laughs> Only two of them bring in a good report, but they believe the bad report. And, and the bad thing is, is you had some people that like Caleb, uh, Caleb and uh, Joshua, and of course Moses, but because of all the other people's belief, disbelief, it caused problems for everybody. Mm-hmm. But those got to, well, Moses didn't get to go in because he smoked the rock. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Caleb and Joshua, they got to see the promised land. And see, and when you look at church history, Caleb was the only one that fully took his land. And Caleb, when he came back, he says, you know, he says, I'm as strong today as I was then. And you know what he asked for? He asked for the mountains where the giants were. Now to take something that's higher, the higher ground is hard to do. And then they're taking against the giants. But you know what? He said, they're bred. He knew that the promise he had was coming from God and he knew that he already possessed it. So see... And that's the thing. We know that God's promises, or He cannot lie, so they're there for us. The only condition is, is that we believe upon Him and then receive what He's already promised that we could have. Mm-hmm. We make prayer so difficult. Mm-hmm. And we get to the point sometimes it's almost like we're down begging God. 
to do things. Well, all He simply wants us to do is bring our petition before Him, mm -hmm. faith believing, and when yep. we believe, then we in turn receive. Now, the answer may come a little different than we expect, but it's always for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And I found that it's normally always better to oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> than, yeah. than the way we had it, or the yeah, way we expected whole, it. Jesus has a whole lot better idea of what I need than I do. <laughs> that, that is true. But again, he says, ask, and I like this, ask, and it shall be given. See, that's a promise right there. But again, being very specific in what we ask. And you know, when you're talking about faith right there and their unbelief, why well, they had this, to go around in the wilderness for 40 years because of that unbelief. They didn't believe what God told them. But you know, a lot of times we do that in the churches today. Mm -hmm. I mean, we spend more time figuring out why God won't answer a prayer than believing that He will. And see, we have the promises, but we, gotta, we still have to believe by faith. It's still done by faith today. You know, sometimes we settle Mm -hmm. Simply because in order to, to get what God really has for us, there's a little thing that we really don't like in the flesh, and it's called the wait mm -hmm. process. Those that wait upon Him uh -huh. shall yeah, renew their strength. Yep. Sometimes we have to wait, and the flesh does not want to wait, and the flesh would be willing to compromise something less than what God really has in store for us. How many times have we saw that in life? How many times have we been guilty ourselves? Because we simply were not patient and waiting upon God because the flesh saw an opportunity. And let's be honest, when we compromise, that means that we have a little doubt. Mm -hmm. That God suddenly, mm -hmm. what we're wanting is too big. Yeah, come on, we're asking too big. So you know, we'll say, God, okay, I know you can, but I'll go. I'll take this. Mm -hmm. When what Caleb was saying is, I know over here I can live over here, but God, you said I could have that, uh -huh. and that's what I want. I don't care what's in my way. <laughs> Because if you be for me, who Look can be stand. against me? Yes, I'm well able to defeat them giants. They don't know what's coming. See, see if they didn't know what was in store, that's a good thing right there. That's a very good point. But again, he says ask. And, you know, later on he's talking about waiting. That's that knocking part that we'll get to here in a minute. But you, the next thing he says ask and it should be given to you. But he says seek and you shall find. Now, I start thinking about that seek. We talked about that in a previous show. You know, you talked about seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Has it lined up? And when we look at that seek, what are we seeking? I believe we're seeking the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We're seeking what God says about that situation. He says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, but only the truth you know set you free. So if you never get into the Word and find out what the Word has to say about those situations, those circumstances, you, you're, you're still bound because you don't know how to be free. You know, I've heard people make the statement, and I understand what they're trying to say. They say, God said it, I believe it, so that settles it. I'm going to tell you, God said it. It's, all, That's a, <laughs> it's already said, whether you believe it or not. Right. And, and people, uh, that's why you have so many different thinking and theologies and this and that. People... They want to put their interpretation and everything. But God said, my word's so simple that a child can understand this. If we're looking through the eyes of faith and seeking Him in the way that He wants us to, we're knocking and asking with an anticipation of receiving. Because mm -hmm. I like the fact that He said, 
Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Now, that's a promise. Mm -hmm. And a promise to who? To, to everyone. everyone. See, and that's, uh, that's, that's what I love about it. He tells you right there who it's for. But I think that's a formula for prayer. Still think we have to ask. Still think we have to seek. We have to seek the will of God, mm -hmm. first of all, in our prayer lives. Because it has to be according to the will of God. We have to seek the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about it? What promise do I have? And then it says, and that last part is the knock. And I've talked about this. You know, if I stand at your door, I can go like this. And if you don't want to answer the door, you'll just wait till I leave. But if I stand there and go, and I just keep knocking on that door, eventually you're going to get up and go, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Stop knocking on the door. But you see, I think that's what it's talking about here. You know, as we're waiting, it says we're continually praying. We're continually seeking. We're continually asking. We're still, it's perseverance in prayer. You know, I have been outside or maybe inside somewhere, and I know this has probably happened to you and happened to a lot of you, and even though there's no one physically that you can see and you know somebody is there, suddenly you'll hear, and it's almost like a breath that speaks your name. You know where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. You'll even look around. It's so in your spirit that I actually will turn around and see if somebody's in. <laughs> but, then, but then I step back and I said, yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. That happened to Samuel, didn't it? Yes. And uh, Eli told him, said, next time it happens, say, speak, Lord, that's for right. thy servant heareth. <laughs> and that's what we need. When we hear his voice, we need to instantly acknowledge Yes, Lord. Amen. And it says, as we the children, we know His voice. Mm -hmm. We know who it is that's speaking. But I like that. He says, and here it is, ask. The A in that is ask. The S is seek. The K is knock. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be open. He says in verse 9, he says, Or what man is there of you whom is, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? He said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? That's talking about the faithfulness of God to mm -hmm. answer prayer. And I started looking about this, talking about, you know, praying without ceasing. It reminded me of a story in Luke chapter 18, and we'll share with you right here. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1 it says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and faint not. Mm -hmm. He says, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, and neither regarded man. It says, And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man. Now again, this judge, he says, I don't fear God. He said, I don't fear man. But he said, Because this woman won't leave me alone, mm -hmm. I'm going to give her what she wants. He says, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. <laughs> and see, this right here, and it says, And the Lord says, Hear what the unjust judge saith. He says, Get the point of what this parable is about right here. He says, This man didn't, why he didn't fear God, and why he didn't fear man, because she kept coming to him and asking him and saying, Avenge me. He finally says, Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you what you want. He says, And he says, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge His own elect, which cry day and night unto Him, though He bear long with them? That's where you're talking about that waiting right there. Yep. He said, you know, sometimes we pray, and you know that prayer answer don't come quickly. 
No. You know, it may take years for sometimes for a prayer to be answered, but he says, don't worry. He says, even though he bears long with you, he says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Talking about real faith, real heaven-moving faith. He said, will I find it when I return? And we know that the day of the Lord is approaching quicker and quicker, yeah. and we see it coming. And, you know, that's what tells us a lot of times, too, what are we supposed to be doing? Assembling ourselves together, being in the house of God, because it's very important in these last days that we're there encouraging one another, lifting one another up. Amen. You know, in our prayers, uh, there's a thing called timing. And uh, sometimes we have to wait upon God's timing because there's things that maybe He's having to, to move around. Mm -hmm. and, and He has to work on this end and maybe has to work over here as well. And he has to orchestrate these things to get them in line in order to answer your prayer the way that, that he knows you need it answered. We look and we want it answered right now, but, uh, but if we will trust him. Now, I've got a little uh, thing here that it says, but knowing God takes faith, focus, and follow through and Jesus assures us that our efforts will be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Faith, focus, and follow through. Perseverance. <laughs> so, that, that, that's a lot right there. Yeah, that's it a is. Lot right it there. sure is. It's hard to do sometimes, but it, you know, when the Word of God tells us that that's what we're supposed to do, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. But you know, the name of this program is Spiritual Impact, and that's one thing in our life we have to realize that there. We have a heavenly Father that loves us and, and is wanting to do all good things for us. But there's also an enemy that is trying everything he knows to do to hinder or to stop that or, or to really to kill us. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It takes that, that determination. Uh, you may fail. You may, you may want to run a marathon and you go out to, to try to build up your endurance and maybe... The first time you think you're there, you get a third of the way. Some people get discouraged and stop. So the, you know what? They never get to fulfill their dream. They never mm -hmm. get to run that marathon. Then some may go and then get to where they can do it halfway. But they get discouraged because they could. So they stop. But the one that keeps trying, that keeps knocking, mm -hmm. that keeps seeking, mm -hmm. that keeps focusing, that keeps pushing. Mm -hmm. Paul said we press. That's right. press toward the prize of the mark of the high calling. Sometimes it's going to take some effort on our part more than just saying a little quick prayer, God, will you do this for me? Mm -hmm. Yes, He will, but He may ask something in return. Mm -hmm. Not that we are trying to earn that. We can never earn anything no. like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we have to be, learn how to be obedient because in disobedience, God's not going to bless that. Mm -mm. No, but you know, a lot of times they do think you know, disobedience, live disobedience like there is no God, and then expect the blessings of God to flow forth. And, you know, while He still loves you, He does love you, but the thing is, He says obedience is better than sacrifice. 
So we need to be obedient to the Word of God. We have the Word and it teaches us. And we even talk about the law. Everybody says, you know, the law is done away with in Christ. But again, the law does still teach us what's right and wrong, but it doesn't justify us. Mm -hmm. It's the blood of the Lamb that justifies us. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that you're fit for the kingdom of heaven today. If you're trying to go any other way, it says you are a thief and a robber. That's what the Word of God says. There's only one way, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, He is a merciful God, and He has to be. As pastors, we hear a lot of excuses on why yeah. people don't come to church. And you know, some life happens. We understand that. Life happens. And, and sometimes there are things that you have to take care of in life. But just on, on average, you know what? If we consciously make a decision to stay up way later than we should, and then our excuse Sunday morning is, I stayed up and I was just too tired, or, or some other excuse we give to God. And can you imagine how God's looking at that? But His mercy still reaches out and forgives us. And He still continually tries to draw us mm -hmm. to Him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes we just need to... We need to get ourselves out of the way. We need to die to self. Mm -hmm. And... You know, that's, that's the part people can never get through a lot of times is, is dying to self and self-will and self-desires because in all this asking and knocking and seeking, if we don't have the heart for God, then we're asking for the wrong things. Mm -hmm. We're not asking for the things that, that will make us stronger Christians that will encourage us. We're, we get too wrapped up sometimes on materialistic things. And when God's talking about blessings, that's part of it, but that's not His priority. His priority is blessing your spiritual life, mm -hmm. spiritually impacting you each and every day. For when He impacts my life spiritually and your life spiritually and someone else, and, we're and we come in contact, we encourage one another. And when we go outside then, uh, I posted the other day, church basically, we come to church to worship God. Mm -hmm. It's a recharging station for us to go out into the world to do the work. We don't come to church to do the work He called us to do. We come to church to honor Him with our worship mm -hmm. and to seek Him and, to, and things like that. But when we do, we get refilled and we get regenerated and I hear your testimony and I become encouraged and I go outside. It's like, man, we could, we could attack anything in the name of Jesus. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So when I step out into that world, because when you step outside the doors of the walls of the church, you're automatically stepping on the devil's territory. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take some power to overcome him. And that power comes through seeking God. That's right. And if one can put a thousand, <laughs> two can put 10,000. Come on. I mean, come on. There it is. That's the Word of God right there when we're talking about it. But again, this is a prayer, a formula for prayer right here. Remember that word, ask. And it means ask. Seek 
and knock. Amen. Again, when we ask, be specific in what you're asking for. When you're seeking, seek the promises of God. Stand upon those promises and quote those promises. I believe we need to hear our, our mouth speak the Word of God. And what promises are we standing on? You know, when somebody rises up against us, says something bad about us, it says, No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment against us we shall condemn. For you know what? This is our inheritance. This is our heritage right there in God. Our righteousness is of Him. Amen. And if He blesses, who can curse? You know, if we're going to ask, that means we have to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to seek, we're going to have to begin to look. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to knock, we're going to have to get up. Yep. So we're going to have to move, church, if we're going to get anywhere with God. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And you know what? We just all need to be encouraged today. So, Pastor Steve. <laughs> Father, as we come to you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you said in the Word of God, nothing is impossible to those that believe. And that's a promise from the Word of God. And Heavenly Father, there may be people out there right now facing what they call an impossible situation. But, Father, I've seen too many times you turn those situations around. For you are the God who is able. And Heavenly Father, today we praise you and thank you. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit of God that's in our hearts, in these vessels. And He said that the Spirit of God would lead us and guide us into all truth. And the truth that we have is the truth the Word of God, that all the promises in Christ are yes and amen. And Heavenly Fathers, we stand upon the Word of God by faith. He says we shall receive. We thank you for the promise that today when we ask, we can ask specifically for what we need. When we seek, we seek the promises of God. We seek the Lord's will in our lives. And Father, we keep knocking. We continue until we receive those answers that we ask and receive those things that we need. And Father, we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to come together. Thank you for everyone's listening to the word today. And Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your wonderful works to the children of men. Father, these things I give thanks for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, I have enjoyed this lesson. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, ask you, that's a t-shirt material right there. So, uh -huh. so there you go. You need to take that and run with it. And uh, that might be a way to help build on the church. Sir, might, but uh, you know what? We should be able to enjoy our salvation. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and in all things that we do, you know, look unto Jesus, for He is our author. He is our finisher of our faith. And, you know, when you got Jesus, you got everything. You know, I sing an old song, Now I Have Everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a time in my life I didn't. But, you know, now that I have Jesus, do I have problems daily? Life happens to us all. Uh, just because we love Jesus don't mean we don't live in this world and we don't live in a fleshly body. But because we have Him as Savior, then we have help. We have that assurance. Pastor Steve, we'd like to invite people to church. Yeah, come see us at Abundant Life Worship Center. We're located 932 Dolly Parton Parkway. You also visit us at our website, alwcsevereville.com. But we would like you to come and see us in person because we'd like to shake your hand, hug your neck, find out all the exciting things that God's doing in your Amen. life. And I tell you, I know He's doing exciting things in our lives, and I know He's doing exciting things in yours. That's the time we come together, and we just share the love of God with each other. And I want you to know that we're here at Spiritual Impact. We, we love you, but I Amen. want you to know this. Jesus loves you. Amen. He loves you so much that He gave His life on the cross of Calvary for you and He gave His precious blood that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. And I'm telling you, when we know that, then you know that you've been spiritually impacted. Till we see you next time, God bless. Hello everybody. 
This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. So this battle I won't fear, cause I can hear the sound.